0: You know, I'm a I'm a horrible promoter. You know, as a musician, you you're supposed to promote where you're gonna be. And sometimes I get offended when people show up. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so it's so bad. It's the truth. It's uh I mean uh there's been some people in my life that are here. That were faithful when I wasn't. That introduced me to Jesus, but I didn't want anything to do with it. I I think that's awesome that they're here. Um, I have a real heart for the broken. I do because I'm still broken, you know. I, I I'm coming to find more and more um, in this life everything is spiritual so I got sober I got sober because I found a new way to look at life and my life was not my own uh, I've been bought by price a pretty pretty heavy price uh, and um, I just want you to know before we even get started here if you don't know him man Listen to that small voice. He's not going to be beating you over the head. Sometimes, its I mean, it may seem like an audible voice, but many times it's just a whisper of the things that you know that are going on in your life and that you need need freedom from. And I know what it means to be in bondage. And I still remember it. And uh, I still live in those little bondage spots from time to time. But that's what the beautiful thing about this air conditioner was. <laughs> I really, I'd given, I'd given my life to Christ while I was incarcerated, but I really got freedom under that air conditioner. I, I walked into that building. I didn't have a place to live and that was the first place that got opened up to me. Yeah, I caught my little personal hell hole and, uh, and it, uh, the first thing that when I walked into that little block building was that air conditioner. It's the most egregious thing you could ever see. It was filthy, dirty. Filter hadn't been changed since it probably been built back in the forties. I don't think I ever changed it either. That's why I'm a little clogged up this morning. But it's, uh, that's the beauty of God is I, I found I found value where I never expected. And he's uh, been so good to me. He spoke, I, I, I heard his direction under an air conditioner. And um, the project that I want to share with you, whoever will take it, if, if there's not enough out there, there's an unlimited supply in my car. I'll give it to you, but um, i uh, one day I was somebody would give me the iPad that I have right here, and I had it in front of me. I had a musical idea I was working i was washing dishes in a Thai restaurant I'd just come freshly out of jail, and I know I'm getting ahead of the story. It's just go with me, <laughs> but uh, I had that thing turned around I had it on i i just it just happened to be on video, and it was turned around at me, and I saw me and my guitar and that air conditioner, and I thought it was funny. that's funny. (laughs) I mean, now, the box wasn't there. I, you know, I made it into a TV show at one time. I even did my own commercials every time. If you go back far enough, it's it's just ridiculous, some of the stuff that I, I did. But that's the beauty. God... Let me be myself. I'm I'm just, when you go and you see the ridiculous guy under an air conditioner, that's who I am. I'm a goofball. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a nut. One of the best pieces of advice that I can give you that has been given to me in this new life is don't take yourself so seriously. And I, I really, I work at that really hard. I don't take myself seriously. I think in the fact that I'm in Ricky Skaggs band, I find it ridiculous at times. I'm the, I'm the least talented one out of that bunch. I get to hear guys do solos that I could ever only imagine. And I'm back there with an arch top, just beating the absolute stew out of it. And I, and that's my thing is like, I, I think I don't deserve to be here. What in the world? You know, this is a monkey could do this. Come on. But I found my worth in Christ. I didn't find my worth in that art stop. I found my worth in Christ. And in Christ alone. That's it. And if I can keep it there and stop thinking about Dennis. And stop thinking about you not clapping for me. Hey, I can do a solo. If I start getting there, I'm off track. But where I am, I have seen God use my weaknesses for his glory. And I've also seen that I can be an encouragement. One of the most dangerous things I've seen—it's <laughs> not dangerous—but one of the things, one of the scariest times in my life was on the back of the bus with Ricky, and him look at me and said, "You're a pastor to these boys," and I'm like, "You better take that back! <laughs> Don't you dare! You stop that right now!" But I've I've, I've seen the God. I've seen the calling of God on my life. I saw it. I've even been able to be a bold witness to a bunch of guys that don't 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 know him yet. Yet. <laughs> I get to pray with them. I get to pray for them. They get to see God in action in my life because I'm vocal about it. They see all my nastiness and my scars. They see, they see the, they see the real dentist. And sometimes it's not that attractive, because I'm a complainer. I can complain at times. (laughs) (laughs) And the thing about it is, I've come into adulthood kicking and screaming. I'm an, I'm an alcoholic. I, 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 I spent many years in alcoholism. So, so thus I it, it. Life has been all about me. And it's a, it's an adjustment. It's a slow adjustment for Dennis. <laughs> to realize it has nothing to do with me. This time that we have together, and this time of sharing, and this time of me unveiling my scars and, and telling you where I've been, it's my story. And it's... It may seem like it's all about me, but it's not. You have your own story. You have your own troubles. And, and one thing that I want you to get, if I don't say it correctly, I want to say it now. You have no idea what God's doing on the other side of your problem. You have no idea. I never saw it. I've seen some of the greatest blessings of my life. You know I, I have this I have this real trouble <laughs> with creating truth I don't know if you may and I, I may be supremely unique, but I'll have a little bit of information and it's true and then I'll have a little information that's true over here and I got this gap and boy I'll insert whatever's in that little blank spot and it'll become true. I was raised by it my parents did it well. You know, come to think, I I can blame my dad. My dad did that to me. He, You know, it's his fault. (laughs) But that's the way I do. I I do a lot of things. I I insert the truth in so many different places. But I'll tell you this. I have found comfort. And this is where I can find... I don't have to know it all. It's not that I don't have questions is that I don't need the answers. I don't need all the answers, but the comfort that I find in Christ and in faith in Christ is that he knows, he knows where you are and he knows where I am. And if there's a riff and you have a problem in a relationship, he sees the heart of that person that's struggling just the same as he sees my side. And there's a work that he wants to do to bring you together. <laughs> that's real. You know, you just don't see that crocheted on, in, embroidered on a, on a pillow. I mean, we like to think it's true. But do we really believe it? Do we really believe that God's that big? He's proven it to me. And I, my whole life, I didn't want to be this fanatical guy. I've seen fanatical Christians. They're, they're, they're annoying. <laughs> you know, in fact, I'm just telling you, I, I don't like many Christians. <laughs> I feel more comfortable, you know, in places that, that folks are real. You know, I, I don't need, I don't need to be, hide behind a bunch of spiritual language. I just want you to be honest and be real. I was hoping Mike Rogers was here. He sings tenor with Ricky, and he's the most dishonest man I've ever met in my life. <laughs> and I was going to tell all you about him. I hope I hope he's watching, because he needs to learn something. I'm going to tell you right now. I've, I've I've had I've had I've had dinner with him. And he'll sit there and he'll say, this is the best pie I've ever had in my life. And I've ate a lot of pie. And I know he's eaten a lot of pie. And I ate that pie. And it ain't the best pie I've ever ate. <laughs> so he's a liar. <laughs> so if he's going to lie about pie, <laughs> what else is he lying about? Everything. He came, he came one time and said, This is the dearest friend I've got in the world. Is he? I don't think so. <laughs> anyway, I digress. That's part of it. This is, that was Dennis talking. I'm sorry, Lord. But, uh, there's, there's a big part of me too. Uh, I was really starting, I was fixing to sing, but I've already gotten into it. So it, we'll just, we'll just keep going. Um, <laughs> I was, uh, just confess a few more of my sins. Uh, I was, I was at the rhyming with Ricky on Thursday and, um, uh, and, uh, Cheryl came up to me and said, man, I keep, I'm gonna, gonna see you on Sunday. And I'm like, man, I, I really, I really wanted to tell her, you, you know, have you ever thought about backsliding? You know? <laughs> I mean, grace is available. Uh, and, and and part of it is uh, this is very intimidating for me um, to stand up here in front of my hero. I I, I have I have loved his music. I loved his uh, I loved his heart, and I loved his craftsmanship. I can't say this about everybody that I've ever worked for. Well, I can't say about any of them, and i work worked for a few. I've admired a lot of the people that I've worked with, but I've never seen anybody be so meticulous in their craft and demand excellence, and I think that's a godly trait that you can bring to your profession. I don't care what you do. Do it to the best of your ability. But I've stood before many of a judge (laughs) and it never feels good, especially in a courtroom. And I've been through a lot of that. Sometimes it changes, because most of the time I'm guilty, in those civics especially. But uh, the only thing that qualifies me here and standing before you is that I am unashamed. Of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation, and you're looking at a big sinner. <laughs> you know, there, I don't know if you've guys seen the series "The Chosen." There's this one scene. There's a son, uh, when 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 Peter has his encounter with Christ. I I thought this was just beautifully filmed. But it it holds my sentiment. And it's one of the reasons I really pushed away from anything spiritual, anything to do with God. Is when Peter falls at Jesus' feet. And he says, Get away from me. I'm a sinner. I get that. When you're confronted with the holiness of God, how in the world could I stand in your presence? How in the world do you, can you love me? Shoot, I, 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 I wrestle sometimes in faith. Lord doesn't let me live there thank thank goodness but I hope today that you understand who you are, but more importantly that you understand who God is and uh this is
1: going to be a mess. <laughs> I love the crowd, love the town Love the way my life's gone down The way it has I get to sing, chase my dreams But like they say with all good things There's strings attached Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong, my life's a song And you know me, I belong, girl Where you are But from time to time it feels like I'm trapped and somehow stuck behind this guitar Behind this guitar is just a boy who had a dream in his heart Behind this guitar is just a guy who can't believe he got this far When I was a kid and the other kids Were doing what most kids did Well, there I was Sitting on the edge of that twin bed Picking till my fingers bled Got in my blood It's not to stand in physical play Move around and act my age And be home by dark but for me tonight, right here tonight You might say pretty much Grew up behind this guitar Behind this guitar It's just a boy who had a dream in his heart Behind this guitar It's just a guy who can't believe he got this far Well, I've always said that I've been blessed Why me, anybody's guess? Well, I don't know But I'm well aware that the man upstairs Could've answered any other's prayers And let mine go Thanks to him, my family and friends Those who got me where I am You know who you are Where with that in mind, the truth is I'm not the only one behind this guitar. (laughs)
0: That's the truth. uh, I'm I'm fully aware of... uh, It takes a village to keep Dennis on track. That's why I want to do this.
1: At the crossroads of decision, I've always had the choice. And many times I made the wrong turn, Not listening for Your voice. But there were those who point the finger at the company I'd keep. With a heart full of sorrow, there's no one to blame but me. Oh, Savior, save me from the weakness of my flesh. Don't let old-worldly pleasures flood my soul When pride gets me from falling on my knees to seek your help Savior, save me from myself Anybody else got that trouble? (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: I stole this song from Ricky Skaggs When you don't get to solo much, you have to do it in one big swoop.
1: (laughs) My dear old daddy and mother taught me right from wrong. One strong drink of liquor, I mean the thing but strong. And when lovely little ladies come on, smile, turns my eyes toward God. Lord, help me in my struggle, keep my conscience on the job. Oh, Savior, save me from the weakness of my flesh. Don't let old-world pleasures flood my soul. When pride gets me from falling on my knees, you seek your help. Savior, save me from myself. Save me from the weakness of my flesh. Don't let all worldly pleasures flood my soul When pride gets me from falling on my knees to seek your help Save you, save me from myself Mm -hmm. Nothing can force in her tone. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Not all good that I have done. That's good news. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me feel. Wide and slow No other fountain, no the blood, the blood, blood of Jesus is all my hope and peace yeah. nothing but the blood of Jesus this is all my righteousness nothing but the blood of Jesus oh precious is the flow that makes me White and snow. No other fountain I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus.
0: man I I hold on to that Uh, that's all I got Uh, the the gospel to me is as relevant to sustain me as it was to save me Uh, I I think what I'm missing in, in a lot of the churches that I get to go is I don't hear a whole lot of the gospel I don't I don't know many times uh, when people ask me to come share at their church, I don't know what kind of church it is. <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> but I, it's just come to mind. I was like, man, I'd go to a Klan meeting. Uh, you know, I'd go to a Klan meeting because they need to hear the message of the gospel. I don't care where it is. I don't care where I'm invited. I've found some great freedom in knowing who I believe in. I, to, I totally know. And it's the strangest thing to stand on this side of faith. It's the strangest thing. And I don't know how I got here. <laughs> a lot of kicking, a lot of screaming, you know, but I went from not believing at all to believing. And I've destroyed a lot of people. I've destroyed a lot of relationships. I destroyed a marriage, walked away from a child. I wish I could blame that all on alcoholism. One thing that I've learned in recovery is that alcohol really is just a symptom. <laughs> the problem is Dennis. And uh there was a guy I used to work with. <clears throat> His name was Joe Diffie. I loved Joe. He was probably one of my my favorite country singers. He was just, um, he was just, uh, he was just, he was just Joe. He, he, there was no pretense about him. He wasn't, he, he wasn't egoed out. He just had a, a, a really great voice. And I just happened to be around in the years that he really sang well. And I, I really enjoyed being there. But, but there was so much heartbreak in that man. And there was so many songs he wouldn't sing. Because it hurt too much, songs that he wrote, now, I used to always like those are the things that resonated with me, and uh but I'm gonna sing you one of them because I really kind of identify with it. I know it's not Christian to sing a country song at church, but sit back there and enjoy <laughs> the songs you wish they'd sing. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, I've i been too tore up, so this may be a squeaker, but <clears throat> Man, just a second I forgot this was here Y'all okay? I know Ricky, he asks people if they're okay during the show He's, If you need to get up and adjust your laundry, that's my favorite <laughs> I always love it when he says that you need to get up and adjust your line You gotta go home and milk I love that one too, that's my
1: favorite
0: <laughs> He's got some good ones, man, I'm telling you They're
1: just fresh all the time <laughs> I thought that life was running off Leaving me behind Like a fool, I jumped the fence JUST TO SEE WHAT I COULD FIND BUT LOVE KEPT DISAPPEARING LIKE CHILDREN CHASING FIREFLIES IN THE DARK AND TO THINK THAT I ONCE HAD ALL IN MY OWN BACKYARD you never know it now But I used to have it all oh. A swing set and a plastic pool A shaggy dog that lived And at a ball An angel with a glass of tea Laughing at the kids and me All soaking wet And washing that old car Think that I would had it all in my home backyard. Bare spots grown over where third base used to be. The weeds have choked out all the flowers. They can't kill the memory. Lord, I'd love to run back home But there's no one there for me That grass I used to hate to mow Sure's looking green You'd never know it now But I used to have it all Swing set in a plastic pool A shaggy dog that lives to make ball, An angel in a glass of tea Laughing at the kids and me All soaking wet from watching that old car Think that I was had it all home backyard Oh You'd never know it now I used to have it all Once I had everything My home backyard
0: Tell you, um, you can get trapped there, and I got trapped there for for many years. You know, uh, we make choices. Uh, we make selfish choices a lot of times, at the expense of others. You never think you can go back. You think things are unfixable. You create that lie in your mind. My life is not worth living anymore. And what do you do with all that? I'll tell you what I did with it. I used, I drank and it worked for a little bit. And that's the thing. I mean, it actually works <laughs> for a little bit till it doesn't work anymore. I mean, you just keep keep going and you keep going, you keep going, and you keep going, you build a tolerance, you keep building, you got to drink more, you got to drink more. Then you just drink just to maintain. Uh, I, it got to be in my own addiction, it got to be exhausting to just to get out of the house because I had to drink just, just, just to walk. I mean, I, I I don't know how many times I stared myself in the mirror and just tried to take a shower and just barely could. I will not want forget that. The taste, that taste in your mouth, it was just, couldn't get rid of it. I don't care how many times you brush your teeth. I don't care how many times you gargle with something that was sweet couldn't get rid of it, I could still taste it you know I, I and I and there's freedom, I know in Christ, but i never I always leave the door cracked because I know how evil Dennis still is, <laughs> and with the with the right opportunity and with the you know just jumping back on board, I could end up straight back there where I used to be, and I have such a reminder of what that felt like and what that was. I don't ever want to return that. So the thing about it is, I want to warn you, don't. Don't deny. You know, it used to be so awful to be in a room and hear people talk about you. Because I was a kid, you know, I, I grew up. I grew up. Uh, the, I'm the product of Willard and Mary Parker. The W up there, Dennis W. I like to put that put that W in there because that's my dad's name, Willard. I'm, I'm Dennis Willard Parker. But uh, I'm, I'm mostly my dad's fault. If if I offend you, just blame my dad because he 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 put it in there and. Uh, but uh, you know, Ricky talks about his family being his dad being a lover of music and my my dad loves music. Uh it, it, it I found it kind of crazy that he wanted to play music so bad and the very thing that really got my attention as an instrument <laughs> and there's so many jokes about it, you know, banjo jokes, you know. My but dad wanted to play the banjo. He was a horrible banjo player. He could he couldn't he couldn't hum a tune i don't know what he was thinking about when he was trying to play an instrument he couldn't even really get some of that stuff out but he boy I, I remember hearing the banjo when i was a kid and i don't know what it was about that instrument that just drew me into music but my dad loved bluegrass music and uh i started playing at a young age and i think it's kind of funny i was thinking the other day about you know the the draw of the banjo uh just so ridiculous. A banjo is meant to humble you. <laughs> you know, if you if you have pride and you play the banjo, there ain't no hope for you. <laughs> I see it. I see it in action a lot of times. But but I, I think it's funny that that was the first instrument that really got my attention via my dad. And I don't know because I started playing when I was about six. And I don't know that in, in my mind, because he would get up in the morning, 5.30 in the morning, 5.30. Now, five is early, you know. I mean, I wake up 5.30 now, but when you're a kid, 5.30 is early. And my mother even had had enough of that. I mean, I remember some of the discussions she had with my dad about, Willard, you can't be playing your banjo, but dad was a man of regiment. He was in the military. So he, he was rules oriented. He had, he had a schedule and his schedule was in the morning. I'm going to play my banjo at five thirty before I have to go to work till mama set him straight. God bless my mother. Uh, but I don't know, uh, that at that time that in my, in my young mind, I was thinking, boy, that's awful. I think i can do better than that (laughs) maybe that might have been the motivation i don't know but uh but dad dad was dad was quite resourceful too i I tell you a little thing about my dad my dad was just he was funny he he was he was he was he was quirky it's like when my mother put a stop to his banjo playing he went and bought a uh a winnebago he did he water i talked to my dad about this because i always thought that was kind of wild because about two weeks later after this long discussion with my mother about him not playing his banjo in the morning he just showed up one day He never talked about stuff he just did it you know he read genesis he was a man of the family (laughs) you know we just do it he showed up with his (laughs) showed up with this winnebago and i remember standing in yard with my mother my mother holding my hand And I'm sitting there staring at this big monstrosity of a camper. And uh, Dad just, like, we're campers now. And what it really ended up being is that's a place for him to play his banjo in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm painting a picture of who I've become because of that man right there. He instilled a lot of this stuff in me, wackiness. My my lack of really giving out all the information. I just kind of react as opposed to, you know, but... But it was funny because I really never knew the the full story because he always talked about you know we're campers now it's a family thing yeah it wasn't no family thing I, before he passed away <laughs> I thought of I said you remember the day you pulled up in that Winnebago camper and he's like yep, yeah, I do I said you know we just we became campers none of us were outdoor people you we just became outdoor people you know we we like to shower indoors we don't like to you know be out there with all the elements and he said yeah he said but Dennis he said I tell you some of the happiest moments in my life were in that driveway <laughs> alone a man alone with his banjo that was that was that was my dad my mother my mother though was she was a she was a woman of grace she she uh she prayed a lot you can probably she needed it uh she needed to pray a lot but she uh some of my early memories I mean, with Ricky, we, 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 we sing this song, uh, heard my mother call my name in prayer and my, that's for my mom. She, she would pray a lot. She would pray for our family. She, so that's the environment that I grew up. <laughs> Truth, nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I've, I've gotten the parallel with my, my own self. I, in faith, I love truth. I love the Bible. I love everything about it. I love the direction of it. But I still love nonsense. <laughs> so that's part of me. But I, all I had in alcoholism was just the nonsense. I was just a character. And uh, things for me just never went anywhere. Uh, I, I had a gift of, of playing, and I and I was able to make a living. But when my life went south, when I started realizing the damage that I'd done in, and in, in, in walking away in my marriage and all that kind of stuff, and I, I just, I jumped on, on board of, of a bottle as quickly as I could to numb that. And I walked away. And I didn't, I didn't know how to fix it. I couldn't fix it. And so many things in my marriage, I even look back. In, in having a relationship with, in, with my wife, there was no spiritual guider in my family. There was a woman who wanted leadership. She wanted a godly man. And all I knew was there was a bunch of rules. And I tried to do... I tried to be good, but I couldn't do it. If that makes any sense. But... But anyway... Years go by in, in this, in this, in this vacuum of, of alcoholism and, and trying to function and trying to be a working musician and trying to, trying to just keep things together and not having a relationship with my son, not having a relationship eventually, you know, with, with anybody. I pushed everybody away. I didn't want people to see me in the condition that I was until I become unemployable. I became unemployable because I started going to jail. I think we got a cop. Barry's a cop. Oh my gosh. You might see if I still got warrants. Uh, <laughs> don't look that up. <laughs> have you already looked? Yeah, good. <laughs> but, uh, but I started, I started going to jail pretty, pretty frequently. And you would think that that get, going to jail would be uh, an eye opener to, to maybe turn the path, but I didn't know, I didn't have any hope. I didn't have any hope of, of actually turning the corner. So if you don't have a plan to turn the corner, there's nothing to turn the corner for. What are you going to do? You're just going to keep going the same direction. It's the, it's the definition of insanity. You keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again, expecting different results. And they never happened. I just kept going down this path. I just kept getting worse and worse and worse and worse. So anyway. That all said um, fast forward <laughs> y'all got places to go <laughs> fast forward uh, I met this girl her name was Cindy hmm uh, met her by accident at a church because I was playing this uh, this uh, this place. Uh, this guy used to play at this coffee house and he was a worship leader at a church and, and, uh, he asked me to come play at his church and I said, I don't have any instruments. I pawned everything. And he said, well, if I could find some instruments, would you come? And I said, sure. So he called Cindy. You knew Cindy had a bluegrass band and she, he called her and says, Hey, I got this guy. I think he used to play with Ricky Skaggs. Uh, I wanted to play some banjo and some fiddle but he doesn't have a banjo or a fiddle and she said he used to okay he used to play with Ricky Skaggs but he doesn't have a banjo or, or a fiddle I'm calling this guy's bluff this guy's a liar I'm a, yeah I'll bring a banjo and a fiddle he just she came to see me fail and I, I got to the church and and she brought the instruments and I and we we got through it but it started a friendship for some reason or another, God spoke to her heart. This guy's messed up. Um, God put on her on her heart at an early time. Don't let him go. So I started playing in her band. I started playing you know in her little bluegrass band. She just so happened that her guitar player was out of town, you know, a lot on, on his business and she had all these dates. And so I started, I, I, I sang and played guitar in her band. And that meant that I had to ride with her to a lot of gigs because I, you know, I didn't have a car. I lost my license and all kinds of stuff, you know. So I, I'm in this car with this Jesus woman. <laughs> she's, she's quoting scripture. I'm quoting against it and, uh, you know, I, was, I really felt like I was going to win her over to my side. It really didn't happen that way, but she knew I had a problem. She was never i mean and, and I painted out I paint her out to be a saint. she's not a saint we're all sinners we're all a mess you know and there's 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 a mess in all of that you know because we're just the choices we make sometimes are not good but but she was the only Jesus that I saw a long time i had no relationship with my my father my 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 siblings and stuff i had damaged all that i had old girlfriends i had a at this period i had a lot of baggage i had warrants for my arrest i had walked away from a lot of probation i had all kinds of stuff going on because of my my drunken disorderly stuff Enter cindy tell me about jesus and I, I knew her for about a year and a half and finally one day um i tell it all i tell it all way much better on the on that on that cd that you can have But, but basically i i was riding over to her house in a vehicle that i don't even remember how i got but it was my dad's truck and i i wrecked it right in front of her house uh i mean it could kill somebody I could kill myself but the first thing that came through my mind when all that happened is like, you're going back to jail. I had a, I had a, I had a, I had a two liter thing of vodka always on me. I had it in a backpack. I used to walk around with a backpack all the time and there was a bottle in it because I always needed to have it. Uh, I even took it to church with me. So if you have if you have some uh, folks that come with backpacks, <laughs> they probably got booze in there, because <laughs> I did. I mean, I, I thought I was pulling the wool over everybody's eyes, but it's, that was the cool thing about that one church. They just they knew, but they didn't tell me to leave. <laughs> so much grace was shown to me at the time that I really needed it. You know? But anyway, I, uh, I wrecked in front of her house and God bless Cindy. She's a fixer. She likes to fix things. She do not want things to be as bad as what, you know, she knows they possibly could be. She goes and gets my backpack, puts it in her house, and I faced the music. She really tried to get, talk to that guy to let me off, but there were warrants. I had three warrants for my arrest at that time. Two here in Tennessee and one there in Alabama. They'd been chasing me in Alabama for about seven years. (laughs) And I'm going through a lot of stuff. I mean, I was homeless a little period before this all happened. So, I mean, I can't get through all of it. But at this time, you know, I go back to jail and... uh, And this is very helpful to you if you're going to go back to jail. Remember one number. <laughs> Remember one. The most important person that you want and know that they'll be there. Remember at least one number. We live in an age where we were so relying on our technology. and our. There's going to be a time in your life that you're going to say, I need a number to call. For some reason or another, in all my alcoholic haze, I remembered Cindy's number. It's the only number I remember. It had to be a God thing. So at the time that it was crucial in my life, uh, I called her and she she gave me some really some some advice that I thought was unnecessary. <laughs> she said that uh Dennis, Jesus loves you and he's got a plan for your life. You need to get in your Bible, you need to allow him to draw near to you. That was I did not want to hear that. I wanted self, I wanted pity. I was, I was, I was wallering in, and I had so much going on that, and I knew enough about, you know, court system to know that I was probably going to be in jail for a long, long, long time. And, uh, through a series of events, just God just kept putting people in my life at a really crucial time that I see now was pointing me to Jesus over and over and over again. You know, the world tries to tell you that God is dead, that there is no God. (sighs) My eyes were opened to see it. Uh, I, I, I guess for so many years, my eyes were blinded to see the presence of God, but I saw it in people that were brought to me. Cindy, when I was in jail, a guy named Chris who came to an AA meeting while I was there—I hadn't seen him in years—help me, talk to me, talk to me off the roof. I'm always the guy that's up on the roof with his toes just dangling over the over the eave, ready to jump. I need people in my life going to talk me out of it. And God started building that team. One at a time. You know, we want everything when we want it, when we want it, and we want it now. And I want to have the arsenal. I want to have the perfect job. I want to have... It just, most of the time, just starts out with one. That's the way it happened to
2: me. I'm not telling you this is a pattern that's going to happen for you. I don't know how God's going to work in your life. I know that He's interested in you. Who would have <laughs> Not when I was at my best. But when I was at my worst. That's the God that I serve. That's the God that's real. That's the God that us was that are hurting or broken need. And we need to be showing that God in them. In their disease, we're all diseased. But goodness gracious, man. They're not gonna know him if you don't love them. Gotta love them. You gotta love them where they're at. You can't clean them up. God'll do that. Just love them in their drunken state, wherever they are, sleeping around. My gosh, when are we gonna figure that out? When am I going to? When do I get to a place in my own Christianity that I've found these blessings? And I just live there. I get it so I can give it away. The grace that's been shown to me, I show it to you. The world doesn't need a judge. They don't. They've been judged enough. And I feel like in our world today, that's what the majority of people think Christians are. That just wants to stop the fun. And, I, and, and it's, a, it's a slippery slope of acceptance and love.
0: Not accepting the sin. Preaching against the sin. But loving the sinner. Man, I knew I was a sinner. I'd proven it. You don't go
2: to jail that many times and think that you don't have a problem. (laughs) I knew, I just didn't know what the answer was. How simple could it be that a guy could get on his knees and realize that God had figured this out from the very beginning. When man failed, God intervened and promised a savior.
0: Jesus. It didn't make sense before. Jesus never made sense to me. Okay. Jesus died from a sins. Okay. But it makes sense. When you know and realize that you're a sinner. And there's a lot of people. That just don't understand that they're a sinner. That just don't understand it. I, I had the beauty of alcohol to prove what a wretch Dennis is. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful for alcoholism. I don't know if I would have done it. I would have had the, uh, the humility. And I see guys, I see musicians, Have such a gift and they worship the created rather than the creator. They take this gift and they worship that. That's my identity. That's who I am. I've seen that be taken away from some folks. Then who are you? You put it all here. Now it's gone. What do you do with it now? Who are you now? I tell you, it's a beautiful thing to know that this can be taken away. But I know whose I am. And God can use the lack of this for His glory. So, long story short, I realized my need. And it was a pretty good gift. I was never going to measure up to it. I've even learned in my walk with Christ that I can't earn a thing. <laughs> you you take you take and add anything to the gospel, it's not the gospel. <laughs> Jesus Sacrifice and his sacrifice alone that's it don 't add don't add your works don't add your goodness don't add this checklist of you know if I get this song and I get this thing, I can get into heaven. no, if you get to heaven it's because you've accepted a gift. Jesus paid an atonement for your sin that's it, and that's why. I'll end with this. Gosh, I'm so sorry that I have probably went way over. I don't look at, y'all don't have a clock back there. (laughs) There's probably a reason for that. Y'all knew I was coming. (laughs) This is my favorite song, and I know you know it.
1: Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones in Belong, they are weeper loves me Yes, Jesus loves me The Bible tells me so He who died Heaven's gates are open wide He will wash away my sin Let this little child Me, he will stay close beside me all the way. He is bled and died for me. So now, Lord, I live for thee. Sing with me. Yes, Jesus, Lord.
0: really do appreciate the opportunity to come and share with you because it's real folks need to see real you need to be honest you need to be able to take your problems lay them at the cross but become transparent your problems And the victories that God has. He can use them. He can use these things. To point others to him. Don't act like you got it all together. They don't need to see that. They need to see the struggle. You know the people that that are around talking about. You know, this spiritual talk like the, everything's just grand and, 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 and so wonderful, and it's not. And we deal with struggles, and, and you're going to be hated for it. <laughs> People are not going to like. But Jesus said, if they hated you, remember they hated me first. But good news, be of comfort, be of good cheer, because I have overcome the world. You can lay, you can yeah, you can lay your hat on on that, and that's. But I encourage you to be honest, be transparent, be Jesus to people that really need to see Jesus, and if you don't know Him, I just tell you, He's real. He's real. He's real. You may see a lot of, you you may see a lot of garbage. In the church, you may see a lot of garbage. Don't judge people, don't judge God for some of His servants. <laughs> and that'll free you. Because God wants to do a, a work in your life. And, uh, it seems a little impossible, but I hold to what Jesus said to His disciples and the disciples said you know how in the world can someone be saved we just had a rich guy that just just encountered and jesus told him to go sell everything he got come follow me he couldn't do it and uh say uh, how can someone be saved and he says jesus says with man it is impossible but with god all things are possible I I've seen that work in my life. I see it and it keeps happening. It keeps going. I mean the miracles that I don't have any warrants for my rest that I think <laughs> I've been God has put people in my life to help me clean up a lot of the damage and clean up a lot of the garbage and put me on level ground. I drive now. Who imagined that? I didn't, I didn't legally drive in 10 years. Got my license back a few years ago. I was, when I first started with Ricky, I was riding Greyhound back and forth for a couple years till finally it was time. God, oh, God brought the people in my life to help me do that. Help me, help
2: me. You know, I didn't ask for any of this. I didn't go looking for it. I didn't try to fix my own things. These people
0: came to I know we're supposed to be proactive, but I mean, these things, God knows how stubborn I am. And he had to really prove himself to me in so many ways. I got my passport. I even got into Canada. How do you get into Canada with 5 d God. And he puts people in my life and mentors and people that know what ministry is about. And that can take Jesus out to the marketplace like we do on a regular basis. People that don't want to hear it, but hear it anyway. (laughs) So I'm just telling you. And you're looking at a happy guy because just a few weeks ago, something I never thought would happen was be reunited with my son. And I don't tell you this stuff to, for you to clap for me. It's not, I didn't do a thing. God did all this because he loves me. And he, the same God loves me, loves you and, and he wants to do a work that you can never imagine that he can do. And I'm going to shut up.
3: Thank you, Dennis. Um, he shared... My wife and I were there Thursday night at the Ryman as well as a number of you in the room. But he shared that night that he's been sober for six years. And a lot of people that are struggling with alcohol uh, would love to be sober for six years. It's the grace of God. And the other thing is that... uh <clears throat> Ricky gives him an opportunity. We've seen several of Ricky's shows over the last few years, and uh, Ricky gives Dennis an opportunity in his show to share a thumbnail of what you just heard and sing uh, his uh, Muhlenberg County song that his father loved. And uh, Thursday night, and I think this has happened other than Ricky, and at the end of the show in the band, Dennis is the only one who got a standing ovation. When he got through sharing his testimony of how Jesus had redeemed his life, uh, three-quarters of the people in the Ryman Auditorium stood up and applauded. And what they're applauding, Dennis, is the work of God, the grace of God, and the evidence of God's grace. And we applaud with them. Once again, I I encourage you, if you know someone who struggled, is struggling, for one thing, get one of these. Send them to our YouTube channel or Facebook page, whatever, so that they can see this testimony and this living testimony of what the power of God can do In a person's life, all of us, every person in this room, we know people who are struggling with something. It may not be alcohol, but it's something that's like a ball and chain to them. And sometimes we wonder if they're ever going to get free. It sure is refreshing to see a living example of someone that God has set free. And he said this morning, uh, that he said, I'm a work in progress. And I said, Dennis, anybody that tells you they're not a work in progress, they're a work in progress. Because <laughs> as he said about Mike Rogers, they lied. <laughs> we all are a work in progress. Stand with me.